we back. The podcast is back, guys. Welcome back. Hi. Who are you? I'm Tommy. I'm Jess. And I'm Matt. It's been like three weeks, hasn't it, Tommy? It three has. weeks. Exactly three weeks. Three weeks. It feels longer though. It feels longer since we've been in this glorious. Uh, I missed it. Cupboard. We've missed yeah. the sweat box. We are going to move, hopefully, from this cupboard eventually. <laughs> no, uh, it's all a lie. This is a transition uh, phase. You yeah, know, this this is our office. This How long it. do you think we can get away with? Whoa, making nice. noise. Um, how long do you think we can get away with saying it's a transitional phase before people stop believing us? Three to six months before yeah. bankrupt yeah. comments come okay. in, you know, and this is our office. Uh, it's not, I promise. Uh, <laughs> this video is actually sponsored by Yasmarina Circuit, so thank you to them. They're giving away two 2018 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix tickets. Nice. Three-day grandstand tickets, including Thursday public pit lane walk, concerts, etc. What does etc. mean? What do you reckon etc. means? Just do everything they, they, else everything. that a Grand Prix, everything. apart from maybe... Driving. Yeah. Don't think we can get you in the car quite. Sorry. But, quite you know, they're being pretty know. generous with everything else, so... They're Tor- generous. Toro Rosso generous might be feeling generous. <laughs> yeah. Toro Rosso. There's a drive going, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all you have to do to, to actually win these these two Grand Prix tickets is comment below with your hashtag Yas moment. <laughs> so... <laughs> what we mean by yas moment is your favourite moment of the race, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah. And also like the video. You mean yas. So if you don't, I mean, we will find yas. You. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to go yas. <laughs> that's about as much sass as I fancy giving uh, this morning. <laughs> but yeah, so just uh, comment your favourite moment or your hashtag yas moment. <coughs> oh, God, that kills me every time. To uh, <laughs> put in your comments and, and then and then that's cool. Um, I want to I hear your yas moments. So let's, let's, just, let's just go in. Hashtag yas moment. What's yours, Jess? Definitely... The Force India's sandwiching Vettel and Hamilton. That was like... Yeah, I shouldn't have asked you first because that was the only yes moment, I think, in the entire race. Well, I stole nice, it. So nice. that's my yes moment because, yeah, I mean, what what a moment. I think those guys just had such a stellar weekend and it was really exciting to watch them get right up in the mix. Um, obviously, it didn't last very long. but So close. Ocon nearly got there. Oh my god! Awesome. When I saw Ocon move to the inside, I was like, "No way!" It, I knew it was going to end in an absolute catastrophe if he did go yeah. for it, but uh, I wanted him to kind of do it, no, yeah. just 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 to Explosion. be in the lead for at least a second. Uh, what about you, Tommy? What was your uh, mine moment? would definitely be the enthralling battle between Hartley and Marcus Ericsson. <laughs> 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 the two greatest I drivers mean, in Formula One. We put it on our Twitter. The battle we wanted was Hamilton versus Vettel, and we got Hartley and uh, Marcus Ericsson. You can't have it all. No, no. But you fair can't. play to them. That they was were, an entertaining yeah. battle of yeah. of the medium giants. The medium giants. Don't even know what I'm chatting on about yeah, today. Neither of those are applicable, probably. Well, I mean, no, they're kind of you know mutually exclusive. You can't be medium and a giant. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, keep drinking that coffee, this Jess. This podcast uh, is going well. Uh, my hashtag yes moment was, uh, okay, I know, I thought of one. Uh, Bottas going around the outside of, was it Hartley? Was it, it was Hartley. Hartley. It was Hartley um, again. Through O'Rouge and up round the outside of Radio. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a, a pretty pretty awesome little move from him. I know obviously it's on a slower car, but like to go around the outside of anyone up that hill is ridiculous so basically what we can ascertain from this is that three out no i can't do math today two out of three of our moments included hartley so surely he's not even here he's he must be driver of the day okay let's not let's not so we can finish the podcast now let's not get ahead of ourselves here i know we've covered pretty much the entire belgian grand prix (laughs) in the first five minutes (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, we've had our yes moments let's let's go into three word race reviews as we always do um tommy mine is uh you've uh, done it quite well actually because mine you. is no more DRS 
What do you mean I've done it well? Well, you've led in quite nicely because of the Bottas move. I was thinking that's awesome that you took him there, whereas every other Bottas move and every other move was a very easy kind of motorway overtake. Motorway overtake? Yeah, just a bit dull. However, you did. I'd like to see them get rid of it for Spa. You just DRS completely. Just for Spa. Just get rid not of DRS. No, not completely. not just Spa. Are you mad? DRS. Get rid of DRS for Spa. Yeah. Completely. Hundred percent. For Spa. Yeah. Okay. It does, it's not needed. Well, technically, actually, uh, you told me this three word issue before we went live, and uh, no more DRS. Is that technically five words? Because DRS is drag reduction system, and that's an acronym. I don't know. Let's not get two words in an acronym review. <laughs> What's your two words in an acronym review? <laughs> two words in an acronym. Yeah. I don't know. It has to be that. Um. <laughs> I, now I can't think of anything. But <laughs> <laughs> you completely throw me off. Every <laughs> single podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, I don't know. Actually, um, I is. think so. My one was um, great four laps because that's pretty much the only thing that. Did it last for four laps? What the action? Yeah. Pretty much before. I guess the safety car. Yeah. It was the safety car restart. Was was kind of the last moment of excitement, and then it was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna watch the race mm. pr- procession go yeah. on so no thanks to drs just saying okay cool uh my three word race of you <laughs> um good uh hulkenberg break please <laughs> because charlotte because Charles- <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a joke uh yeah hulkenberg i don't know what he was doing there he just had, must have had a lapse of concentration like yeah what else could that possibly have gone wrong because i mean he himself didn't say there was anything wrong with the car mm-hmm. or anything like that so you know, to do that at turn one at Spa, of all the races where you can't outbreak yourself, especially when you're in the midfield pack, it was it was a ridiculous, ridiculous accident to have. And as a Formula One driver, you know, where does Grosjean's race ban, you know, I know I don't think Hulkenberg should have been banned. That's no. not really the no. title. But it was it was a hell of a dangerous incident to have, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you have Alonso at 2012-esque, having, it although was he was the car going over the top this time. Yeah. Which is quite scary, right? It was, and it was interesting to hear. Like all the commentators were just saying, he must have had brake failure. Like, that, mm. is that brake failure? Because nobody could quite believe that he'd overshot the braking point by that much. Yeah. So, yeah, it was completely like a bit. But I don't know if you guys like watched the build up and stuff. And obviously, like we weren't there, so we we can't really say. But to me, he just had this really weird demeanor about him. Like Hulk. when they were. Um, when they were interviewing, it was Lee McKenzie. I was watching the Channel Four version um, of uh, the race version coverage, version. whatever we want to call it. Words. <laughs> this take morning. On it. I'll take any words this <laughs> morning, to well. be honest. Um, so Lee McKenzie was like interviewing them in the drivers' parade, and he just had this like weird demeanor. He, he wasn't was ready. He he wasn't he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't ready. ready. No. <laughs> I'm not he ready. Yeah. He's still on holiday. Yeah. Um, in Monaco somewhere, but uh, yeah. It was quite a lot of them were a bit race rusty, I guess, at the start. There's yeah, quite a f- there was few clumsy. Steaming into the back Bottas of hit someone, Ricardo hit someone. Um, yeah, Hulkenberg obviously sent someone to Narnia to quote your <laughs> old quote. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a very weird lap <clears throat> one. You know, we've, mm. we've seen some a lot of clean lap ones this season. And you don't tend to see big crashes in lap one in general, uh, you know, a- anymore. And to see... Do we not? Not, not, as, as, not as much as, as we used to. No, and I guess not as heavy as that. Like, it's been a while since we've seen a car fly through the air. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it, 
yeah, just strange. Someone strange posted in our Facebook group before the race, they were like, the last time Perez started fourth, this happened and showed like the Spa yeah. 2012 thing. And then and it was like, ooh, <laughs> it's Perez's fault. So yes, Perez starting he's fourth. He's the omen. Yeah. But in terms of, yeah, just seeing like Bottas go into the back of Srotkin, that was weird. Uh, then obviously Dan, Danny Rick obviously got hit from behind, had basically no rear wing, but he just accelerated into the back of Raikkonen. Yeah. Uh, that, that wasn't anything to do with his rear wing. That's him pressing the accelerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a weird, weird lap one, wasn't it really? And really weird. It kind of threw everything in the end, kind of gave us less action because we had like four people out already or three people out, including Charles. Um, let, let's touch briefly on the Charles kind of Of course, halo. we're going to talk on Charles. I mean, obviously, yeah, no, more about the halo um, <laughs> and Charles. Oh my God, when's that guy going to get some luck, honestly? Um, but the halo itself, there's people out there saying, Oh, you know, the, the halo didn't help him. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. it, it uh, the fact that people are even saying, well, actually, it was one millimeter. And if it had been one millimeter left, then maybe it would have helped him. But actually, there's there was something that I don't know why I'm talking like this. This is Twitter, but you know, like they're saying that th- those safety measures were already in place and the halo wouldn't have done anything extra. But to see an instant like that and have the halo there anyway, I mean, you literally saw Alonso's wheel bounce yeah. off and break on that. You saw the it was the on, best angle was yeah. the reverse angle where you're kind of viewing it from Hartley and you saw Alonso fly over the top and his uh, left front tyre hits the halo and, yeah, like, compresses and it breaks the suspension. So, clearly, that was going straight for Charles. I think the, the, yeah. po- the point is is that it, it, it shouldn't be a difference <clears throat> of whether in that particular instance it helped or not. It's the fact that these kinds of accidents still happen and one meter to, millimeter to the left or to the right, it doesn't make a difference. Mm. It's the, that's the difference between someone living and dying. So if there's something there that is going to protect whether it was a millimeter out, that's the end of the conversation. And I don't, I honestly don't know how people can still be saying that the halo doesn't provide any protection, um, just purely based on what you said. And I think yeah. they were showing, like when they showed close-ups of the Sauber afterwards, like you could see that um again it, well, it was kind of difficult to see because you couldn't tell if it was just the tire rub off or whether the halo had actually cracked because it had taken the impact yeah. um but i mean that's something else that the fia is going to be looking at to see you know what kind of difference did that halo make and until we see the report on that we can't really know but yeah i think it's just the fact that you know after we've had um the incidents with Indi- indycar you know, those kinds of crashes and, and any kind of safety, um, introductions of safety is gonna is a good thing. And I don't think we should be berating it. Like no. it's, it's, it's the fact that it's, you know, the difference between someone still being able to race and, and not. Yeah, I mean, we've had, what, 12, 13, 13 races now? And, you know, yeah. people haven't gotten over the transitional phase yet. You know, the first few races, I was like, oh, my God, this looks rubbish. But F1 are working around the camera angles and things. Mm. And for me, I'm over it, you know. I was yeah. over it a long time ago. And for people still hating, it's yeah. just a bit weird. It's Especially just... when you get a really good race, you just forget. Yeah, like, you completely forget like, really? about it. Yeah. Someone actually said, I think I put on Twitter, like... Um, I'd like any Halo haters to go and have a conversation with Charles Leclerc right now about whether the Halo is necessary or not. And actually, a lot of people said, is there even a debate about it anymore? Because yeah. I don't notice it. And also, if it's a good thing, then cool. But there are people supposedly out there that still mm. haven't bought into it. Well, screw them. Anyway, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get on to some three-word issues from fans. <laughs> Okay, um, so the first one, I'm sure a lot of people watching will know what a lot of people <laughs> came in with. Tommy? 
I might have to say, okay, that's Radion actually. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bit more sass. Come on, give it just just once. Just give it to me. Give it okay. Uh, just this, this podcast just come on weird. now. Come on, not now. I'm gonna point to we'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Not a I, I want puppet. I want sass. That's right, actually. Okay, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was amazing to see <laughs> such uh, response from you guys. Obviously, everyone now is going, okay, it's a bit old now, but that's fine. Whatever. I know memes die. But it was a funny us, weekend. It was, it was amazing a funny weekend. to see. You had yeah. Formula One making a video to clarify, uh, you know, Will Buxton saying your phrase. Uh, yeah. How did that make you feel? Warm inside. Yep. Uh, and, and loads of people just spamming loads of Formula One drivers, <laughs> Formula One teams. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a can, lot. Can we just say we didn't ask people to do no. that? We didn't ask anyone to comment anywhere. People, did yeah, we? it just happened. And yeah. it was really funny, to be fair. So yeah. So uh, just thanks to everyone that got involved. Uh, sorry for people that didn't enjoy it and just saw it everywhere on their timelines. But that's <laughs> what memes happen, you know? Uh, even, as... even posts that didn't even have Radion or O'Rougin, yeah. it was just... That's right, actually. <laughs> although although yeah. I did get triggered when people were saying that's right, and actually at a picture of a rouge. Please never do that again. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Yeah, but that was nice. Anyway, moving on to some other ones. At ibo.vacamen, it's 2012 remastered. At joel underscore ackers underscore spa 2012 repeat. At t underscore mark 77, pretty much 2012. So quite a few people came in saying it was pretty much 2012, that start crash. Mm. Um, what was interesting about that was uh, the Times newspaper actually using a picture from 2012 uh, with, with, with the wrong caption. Uh, yeah, that was bad. I just... mean, t- to be fair, it's probably someone that hasn't watched F1 that's just typed Alonso crash, Spa yeah. crash, seen a car flying in the air and gone, yep, that's it. And it was a McLaren as well. <laughs> So it probably came up in the search. Wasn't it a McLaren over a Sauber too? It was a McLaren, yeah, over a Sauber. And um, what's worse though is at the bottom of that article was the actual picture of Alonso. You laughing? Yeah. And uh, it said something like, uh, uh, Alonso flies over Leclerc's orange Sauber or something. Did you see that? That was so weird. So they they got it right and then still got it wrong. So they mentioned the 2018 one, but then just had the picture. Uh, For that, for me, for those kind of things, like when they do that, I don't know if they're in it for the memes. Like if the Times newspaper just sat there like, you know, it'd be quite funny if we put a 2012 picture. A lot of people will talk more about our article (laughs) if we get it wrong. Well, Uh, the BBC also said that Vettel Vettel was was involved involved in the crash. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. The headline was like, Sebastian Vettel involved in lap one pileup or something. And it's like, I'm pretty sure he was three seconds ahead by that point. Jeez. And that's why you should go to WTF1.com for (laughs) (laughs) Please, please, please don't go and find every mistake we've ever made. Yeah, please don't. Please. (laughs) Someone's scrolling through already. Of course there are none. We don't make mistakes. No, no, definitely not. Um, Shifty island. What was interesting, actually, we spoke about the Hulkenberg incident and whatnot, was Alonso coming out and, and commenting on Hulkenberg's mistake, mm. saying, yet again, a very big time missed breaking point. Last time Roman had a race ban, this time we'll see. It's hard to understand how you can miss a breaking point that much. You arrive at a speed where it's impossible to negotiate the corner, which is true. He kind of broke, braked at um, sort of qualifying sort of levels, which was a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that, you know, obviously, he was kind of alluding to the fact that he deserve the race ban of course he only got a 10 well, i say only a 10 place grid penalty mm-hmm. um when that happens so for Renault, probably like right we'll just we'll just kick him out we'll you we know we'll 
change all of his ERS, you know, all those different power unit stuff, he'll start at the back. And will it really be that much of a penalty if they're getting new parts? Not really. But I mean, I don't want every podcast that we have to be a discussion about what the FIA should introduce in terms of like penalties. But I guess that is something that they need to look at and decide, like, is there is there something else? Like maybe they can't bring an upgrade yeah. to the next race. Maybe that would be something that's kind of more or punishing. Or replace their, 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 their power unit stuff yeah. so that they get a fresh batch. You yeah. Know, so. or, yeah, maybe like once you once you take a penalty like that, then you can't then take another penalty for introducing um, new parts or new upgrades. But... I don't know. Like, I think until they sort that out, we're always going to have instances of, well, it's not really a punishment or, you know, I think ultimately that they're always going to want to be as cl- as high up the grid as possible for a race, especially when we're at this point, you know, we're over the halfway stage mm. um, and there's a ton of points to, on the table to be had. But um, yeah, you know, whatever. And I think going back to the, you know, Roman Grosjean, I think that wasn't that the year where he was just literally yeah, smashing was into yeah. everybody. <clears throat> yeah, first lap nutcase is what we called him that year. Yeah. Because he, yeah, had many incidents like that. But I really w- was against that race banner because the, even the FIA themselves said it was because it had championship implications, which you shouldn't, that shouldn't come into it when you're smashing into someone. And that's why they banned him because he caused a dangerous incident but i mean if he'd locked like hulkenberg could have quite easily just locked up hit the back of alonso and nothing so why does it why does it is it more of a penalty just because alonso then hit leclerc and flew over his head like it's it's not right (laughs) yeah it's um, we're always going to have debates over you know what constitutes as a as a 10 place grid penalty what contemplate mm. like what what's going <clears> to <throat> make up a race ban worthy incident and if that's the problem every incident's going to be different yeah but the thing that i have the most problem with is is if if you upset the championship leaders it's you more get of more a, yeah, of a punishment that was ridiculous. which is and and what you know if should we have you know a 2012 scenario where we had n- numerous drivers able to win that championship i think at that point as well it was still pretty close in, in, from a from a for a few drivers yeah. that um you know where do you draw the line who's then not yeah. involved in the championship because surely everybody has the the chance to win the championship up to a point sorry Sorokin not you but um <laughs> but he was every, in it until it, yeah until, until when it was yeah Belgian okay. Grand Prix um so yeah like when where do you draw the line as you're not in contention for the championship therefore you don't get as much of a penalty. Yeah. It's weird. I think they just need, I, as with 2021 new rule changes, I'd like the FIA to come through with some new penalty system. Stonewall stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be a difficult one because there'll, there'll be people arguing that it should be on a case-by-case basis and who was affected and how big the crash was, et cetera, et cetera. But then at the same time, you then have the, well, well that wasn't fair. Why did Vettel get this? Mm. And why can I get this? And Well, also, Bottas got a five-second penalty after the race. <laughs> but like way after the race yeah like i think it was an hour after the race and yeah. you just saw him run to the stewards office mm. and then get a slap on the wrist for going into ricardo oh no sorry for the going so to williams yeah. yeah but um it's just a bit like well it didn't make a good difference so okay so i won't do it again bye <laughs> like, <laughs> literally five run, seconds, oh no, run up you got five seconds okay see you later yeah like that was literally it but yeah oh well what are you gonna do new rules please fia new rules new rules um so obviously, at the start of this podcast, we've kind of touched on a few things um, because, you know, we haven't been done it for like a month and we like talking about loads of different things. So, um, But let's touch on the Force India's weekend. Obviously, we talked about the whole four-wide moment, but more importantly was that, well, for me, because I'm a knock-on fan and I think we all are actually, is, is that he doesn't have a race seat 
currently at Mr. Brownleg. Why does Ocon not have a race seat for next year yet? So, on the grid, though, before the race, they um, they spoke to Toto Wolf, and Toto Wolf said he does have an F1 seat for next year. We just don't know where yet. As in, like, he, he said he has an F1 seat. Mm. What's not been announced is where that F1 seat's going to be. Mm. Now, I really hope it's not going to be in kind of a lesser... It's going to be like a Williams or something. A lesser team, because I think that's such a shame um, for such a promising young driver. Um if it was a straight up swap for Stroll, that would be disappointing. I think it would be yeah. McLaren, but there's not really anywhere he can go that is, that is good, re- realistically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day that for all the criticism that the Red Bull driver program gets, at least, you know, Gasly has proved himself in a Torosso, there's a Red Bull seat available and they give it to him. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when um, Mercedes. Uh, like when Hamilton decides to retire, are they going to give it to Ocon? Probably not. Like, Do you not think? Well, well, look at Verline. Like Verline was meant to get the Mercedes seat, and they didn't give it to him. And yeah, they don't promote drivers. Like Ferrari don't There's promote their. They don't, Ferrari don't promote their drivers either. Like yeah. it doesn't look like Charles going to get the seat next year either. So yeah, but yeah. isn't that more of a case of Kimi staying rather than Charles yeah, not yeah. getting the seat? And wasn't there also talk about him going to Haas instead? And we'll wasn't it so again like this 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 whole mid-season driver shuffle has literally thrown everything up open, in the yeah. air but you know i was he- hearing rumors that perez is signed with haas for next year it's but all then over i've the place, but then yeah. i've heard he's also like pretty much confirmed to be staying oh. at force india like honestly there's so much stuff like yeah. anybody could end up anywhere i have never seen a season where because if you think that um Rosberg when Rosberg retired everyone was like oh it's going to shuffle the pack so much and realistically <laughs> it didn't really do that Bottas. Bottas jumped up Massa came back that was it this Danny Rick has Blown just started everything. something insane like every team apart from Ferrari and Mercedes could end up with a new driver lineup which would be mad which is awesome as well which is it cool yeah brings new it's life so... into the season and yeah. gives us a lot more to talk exciting. about in terms of driver comparisons and seeing you know how does Hulkenberg match up to Ricardo? And yeah. you know, I can't wait for next season. I think it's going to be awesome. Obviously, I really hope Ocon does get a drive. Um, as you say, there isn't there isn't a better drive available. McLaren does he want to be in McLaren? Like they're they're literally last on pace at the moment. Yeah, I think it's painful. There, which is the um, thing. Like I mean, if you look like at people like Stoffel van Dorn, watching him in F two, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Like miles and miles ahead of everybody else in F two. Um, such a such an inspiring young talent and then look where he is now and again like it's hard to say whether that's just because he's in a McLaren or whether it's he just hasn't adapted to F1 yeah. in the way that everyone was hoping he would because you know when we speak to the young the, I don't want to say young F2 drivers like some of them are some of them are very young some of them are not yeah. so young but um, it, the, the step up to F1 is huge you know in terms of how much i mean someone actually it was mclaren did an interview with uh lando about how how was it because he literally had to sprint from finishing oh, yeah. fp1 to then go into to yeah. go into yeah. f2 and they were like what was the difference like and he was like obviously you've just got used to a huge amount of downforce huge amount of speed mm. and then you get into an f2 car that doesn't have as much yeah and it's like how do you adapt to that but you know, some drivers come through and they show that they were always meant to be an F1 car and others come through and they don't. And it's kind of, you know, do, do you want to end up in like a car that's not performing as well, like a McLaren or a Williams or 
or or something like that or do you want to kind of sit and bide your time and wait for something like red the red bull driver system is in disarray right because no <laughs> one anyone, no yeah. one has any yeah. super license points um and it's all kind of all over the place and you know people are talking about getting Jean-Eric Verne back and all that kind of thing it's kind of you know where are they going to start looking now are they going to try and poach other people's drivers or yeah. like how yeah. how do they feel we, I mean we put a video out about it but how do Toro Rosso fill their seats mm. it's it's insane yeah. um and again like it was kind of touched on I think Hamilton came out and touched on the fact that it, it shows that the F1 system is broken and that it, if it's gonna kind of promote people that have the money rather than people that have the skill you know how are young talent gonna even stand a chance unless they've got like daddy's money exactly um it's an interesting time anyway um it is yeah, yeah. And it's still not shaped up yet and Ocon kind of broke the story that he's not got a drive and Perez has accidentally in French which was yes. hilarious because him and Vettel just had a conversation on TV just in casual. French and thought no one was going to be able yeah. to understand no one what knows they said. the French language so let me uh tell everyone that didn't see this so Vettel said next year still nothing Ocon says no he says will you be here at Force India no and then Ocon says no no the seat is taken Vettel oh yeah who Ocon, have a guess, the one who bought it. Vettel, yes, but the other one? Ocon, well, the other one, Sergio Perez, brings money. So, interesting that Ocon himself has said, mm. no, I don't know where I'm going. Um, and Vettel, obviously, alluding, still nothing in terms of, like, Ocon didn't go, no, I've still, but I'm probably going to get mm. a seat. He just went, no. So, I think it's, it's vital for Ocon in this driver market to get a seat next season, because otherwise he'll just turn, could turn out like a Verline. But mm-hmm. at the same that time, would be such a shame. yeah. But then again, like a lot of people hyped up Verline, but if you actually were to compare him and Marcus Ericsson, there wasn't actually much between them. He just had the highlight performances. Uh, but then Ericsson's been hovering around the points for the last few races, and he doesn't get any kind of um, credit for that. Um, and just quickly touching on Stoffel Van Dorn, obviously, he's you know he's he's got a lot of stick, mm. and he's literally gone into a team with someone that's rated as the best driver in Formula One by a lot of people. And to try and match up to a man that's been in Formula One for so many years is is a is a tough ask. Obviously, he hasn't beaten him once, yeah. but put him in a car against Signs, I guarantee he would beat him four, five, six times in qualifying and have a, a much better record. Yeah. But he's literally up against Alonso, who again, as I say, is, is rated one of the best. So, is it a fair comparison? Him being one tenth off Alonso in qualifying, and also we had uh, Dan R edited that brilliant brilliant article that was. Uh, comparisons that show comparisons are rubbish yeah. and it's so true that if you say oh well Hamilton beat Alonso but then this guy beat this guy mm. and then it's like who's better than who you you can't judge it just based on year to year there's so many factors in F1 and that's kind of the interesting thing about Formula One is that you never really know who the best driver is no, and, and it, that can be quite it's so down to them making the right decisions earlier on in their careers mm. you know I don't think anyone who's like no one would turn their nose up at the at being a McLaren young driver or a Mercedes young driver or whatever but that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to get into the best seat I think mm. you know there's there's been massive cases of fortune where it's played out perfectly such as like a Lewis Hamilton scenario like that couldn't have played out better yeah, for exactly, him yeah. yeah um but then you have people like Stoffel who if if you'd have told him 10 years ago he was going to be driving for McLaren he'd probably think he would be a title contender not yeah. not yeah. At the back of the grid. Literally last. So, you know, and that's kind of what we touched on about, like the whole Alonso debacle about, um, you know, people came out. I forget who came out and said that he was an underrated driver. Was it Villeneuve? 
No, oh, it wasn't. Van Dorn? No, no, no. Alonso, so they said Alonso was an was a overrated driver. Oh, sorry. overrated. I was going to say underrated. <laughs> yeah, no, overrated like, driver. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't cannot know remember. Was. I remember seeing it, though. It was somebody like remember. Villeneuve yeah, coming was... out with Oh, like, yeah, good old Jacques, yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of like, you know, he's... He, and again, we've spoken about it before, but it's... He made bad choices. So yeah, he did. That's why he's Anti-cut in the situation he is in. cut-off connections and, you know, it was down to his demeanour as well. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God he's a talented driver because who knows where he could have ended up. Yeah. But, you know, some other drivers don't have that, that fortune and, and they have to, which is why I'm really excited to see what Ricardo can do at Renault mm. because if this is his Lewis Hamilton to Mercedes moment, it could be massively exciting for the F1 grid in general. Yeah. Just Renault need to, like... Renault needs some brawn magic because, yeah, yeah. you know, that, I guess that's what Mercedes had at the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we're probably going to have to wait till 2021 for that to really come mm. into effect. And I think it'll also be interesting to see how then signs would match up essentially to Verstappen because we know that Ricardo is a little bit off in qualifying compared to Verstappen. And it's just it's just going to be great to... I know comparisons sometimes are difficult when they're in the same car, but, like, it is a, de- a decent sort of... Mm. Um, to get the levels of where Verstappen is in comparison to Signs, and you know, because they were very much rated quite similarly, and mm. yeah, who was going to exactly. get the Red Bull drive, etc. Um, but just quickly to touch finally on Van Dorn again. Uh, obviously, I say that he's got a lot of stick, but he has to, in his stage of the career, of his career, at least have some standout performances where he outqualifies Alonso, gets into Q3, Alonso's out in Q1 or whatever. But it just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah. I don't think he deserves a seat no, next I season, I and I think another uh, hot shot deserves that seat Lando Norris uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, good <laughs> it's going to be interesting actually because in like again like not to keep dwelling on like who's going to be coming up through the ranks but I think there was a point where we thought that there's going to potentially be a seat for George Russell Jack mm. Aitken Lando Norris like all these all these amazing F2 drivers um, and now it looks like they might be waiting a little while yeah because I mean I don't again like Toro Rosso is kind of this like hey open door here yeah. but again like Lando's tied with McLaren yeah, exactly. Jack's tied with ties. Renault George's tied with Mercedes so me, well, yeah I actually don't know Although what there was the... talk about Lando going to Toro Rosso and there being a deal struck yeah. wasn't there I don't know yeah. if that's happening or not hopefully I don't know but um, yeah it is interesting because they're almost getting to their stage of the career these F2 drivers that is at the wrong time and then they're going to have more F2 drivers coming through and there's going to be a bigger bunch of yeah, the young red, talent the Red Bull from. Junior team is the perfect example of and people have said it all the time that the Red Bull Junior team is down to being there at the right time because yeah. they just think they were they were getting rid of people like Jean-Eric Verne and mm. Boemi who were really good drivers yeah. Da Costa didn't even get a chance in F1 and he was rated by everyone as being like the next big thing and now they don't have anyone. It's all timing, yeah. That they've had to... People essentially, are... like, Hartley is going to keep his seat, likely. Because and he Dan was, Tictum like, fired from the Red Bull Junior like, team and hasn't, let's be honest, hasn't been particularly amazing. No. He's been unlucky, of course. He's been yeah, a bit but... slower than Gasly. But, I mean, yeah. he hasn't been awful no. compared to Gasly, who's rated as quite a decent driver. But, but even Helmut Marco, like, he's not hidden the fact that he wants to get rid of him. Mm. And now he doesn't really have an option. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Stay. Sure. Stay, I'm sure yeah. Brendan won't mind that too much. No. All right. Let's move on from uh, young driver talk to uh, the pace of Ferrari uh, in the race. Uh, at Amir underscore Hafaji, is Hamilton scared of Ferrari and can Mercedes catch up Ferrari? Interesting. 
Yeah, it was an yeah. interesting little. Uh, it was interesting to see the buoyancy of the two drivers after the race. That went down like an absolute. Yeah, terribly. What, well, it? one I was mean... buoyant and one was at the bottom of the ocean type yeah. thing. Um, yeah, like Vettel seemed very springy. I mean, I guess you would be off on the back of a victory, especially mm. when you've come from P two and and very decisively overtaken on the first lap yeah. and made it stick even when he got attacked at the safety car restart. Um, he did come out saying that, you know, the safety car restart did make him nervous, but then just, I mean, that, I, mean Hamilton I think had nothing for Ham- him, Hamilton he? made a mistake yeah. at the restart. Yeah. Yeah, um, so again, there's that whole what if, like if he hadn't have made that restart, could he have got the slipstream? But I don't think he'd have been able to keep Vettel off at the all. The pace of that Ferrari, he would have got mugged uh, down the Camel Street. Yeah, exactly. Like, Which is again, like, I guess goes back to your earlier point of like, would it, maybe not having DRS would have made that kind of less of an easy maneuver yeah. and wouldn't have made like, we might've had a proper battle on our hands with, you know, Lewis defending and Vettel overtake or whatever it might've been. And mm. So, um, so but yeah, go, it was yeah. like to go really quickly into it. The, the Perez Bottas one was a perfect example of that where Bottas just breezed past him and it wasn't that easy. But if you think if that had lasted even three or four laps, we'd have had something, mm-hmm. but just the fact that he could breeze past on the straight was a bit mm-hmm. Especially when the force India was set up to be, so yeah, quick exactly. on the straight you know they, they had interviews before the race saying we're quick on the straight you know people are going to have a hard time like overtaking us and it was just see ya see ya yeah but, what's, but it's amazing that ferrari are now you almost never felt like it was ever going to happen that anyone would have a better engine than mercedes it just mm. seemed like all the these new rules and regulations perfectly suited they've won all the titles since it has been introduced and now i mean vettel like Hamilton just didn't have an answer for him. Like he just no. Did you see um, Hamilton looking at Vettel's car in Park Ferme yeah. as well? Like having a good old look. Like what's going on what's here? And then he alluded yeah. to tricks. Yeah, which is great, great, great link in there, Jess. Oh. At MimCR author, will Hamilton ever Hamilton ever lose without a subtle reference to tricks or potential cheating? I don't think he actually does that that often. He's not that bad. I mean, he is down in the dumps usually when he gets beaten, but he doesn't usually allude to tricks or. You know, it's usually them that have the party mode, etc. So, mm-hmm. and he uh, did come out saying like, "We also have our party tricks." But yeah. I'm just saying what he was saying is that, saying that they've got something extra. Ferrari, because they brought all their upgrades to this this Grand Prix, yeah. and it was like, mm, sorry, Ferrari's got one better. The second time, in, in terms of like well known that because after uh, the crashes, he said something about oh, it's interesting tactics from Ferrari, and that got, kind of got blown yeah, out of portion. So, it's the same with this. While, while I think um, that is just a reference i think because of what he said earlier people are going to jump really on sneezed. it I was like, don't sneeze sorry carry on uh, people are going to jump on it because of the fact that he said that earlier in the season that they're immediately going oh you can't take it yeah. when you lose and i yeah. think it was completely taken out of context um because you know he was saying they have tricks but that doesn't mean they're cheating it just means they've done something different to us mm-hmm. it, from from my um, personal opinion anyway i mean hamilton said after the race this was his quote they ferrari have got a few tricks trick things going on in the car so we have got to keep pushing obviously it kind of maybe alludes to the fact that there's something going on there but like that's just it's all up to personal opinion and that's f1 like the the teams of course are going to push the limits of the regulations as far as they possibly can and mercedes have been not guilty because if you don't break regulations then you don't break regulations but you know it's well within their rights to play with the rules and wait until the FIA decide to ban them. Mm. Like, I mean, we had everything like double diffusers and all that kind of thing yeah. like way back when. Yeah. And it was, it's just, you know, they, you push the boat out until you get your hand slapped and told exactly, you yeah. can't do that. So, I mean, you know, I wanted to have a car for 
three years where he could completely lock up in qualifying and still finish second. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I do get people's points where obviously Vettel's usually say, you know, Mercedes were better today. And then, and then Hamilton will just allude to the fact that the Ferrari is quicker rather than Vettel drove a great race. You know, I, That's I, true, I, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't yeah. fault him. It's always down to the car and not Hamilton maybe made that mistake at the safety car restart. You know, that was something he could have mentioned saying, I wasn't close enough after the safety car restart. You know, it, it, it's just kind of given off that more humble approach of, you know, it maybe I'm not perfect. Uh, and that's maybe where the But I the, think the, the difference might back. be that Hamilton isn't used to losing anymore. It and I'm not be. saying get like... Used to it. Well, it's happening. Well, he's, ha- he's having to get <laughs> used having to, to it. Yeah. But, and he's not. But <laughs> Vettel, Vettel hasn't been competitive for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, the past two seasons, like, so this season and last season, has kind of been the first showing of that since, mm. you know, his, his Red Bull days. So... He's probably used to saying, "Oh yeah, the car just wasn't there," or you know, yeah. you know, he drove a better race than me, or whatever. So, I mean, they're all all drivers are going to be egotistical, right? Yeah. You have to have that yeah. level about you to be a good racing driver, arguably. Apart so, from the start of the year, when I guess the thing is that Hamilton at the start of the year was all like, oh, "I'm really glad Ferrari have catched up. It's really great for the yeah. sport." And then <laughs> now it's like tricks. they've got tricks. <laughs> it's very true. It's very I mean, true. yeah. I mean, he's always going to say the wrong thing or rub someone up the wrong way. So, you know, as long as he's like not being a huge whinge bag like he was in Canada. Yeah. Whatever. Like, let him, let him get over it. I mean, he, all of his posts afterwards have been like very much like it was a tough day today, mm. but thanks for all the support and yeah. kind of thing. So I think he really draws, he tries to draw on the fans like when he's down, but he's yeah. always, I think, you know, if he wasn't down after a race yeah. that he lost, he wouldn't. People are like, he doesn't care. He wouldn't be a world champion, I don't think. Like, like yeah. you, you, you all mu- the best drivers to... are terrible losers. To be yeah, fair. Like, like, look at Alonso. It was. Like. It, <laughs> yeah. it, um, who's the famous quote from where it's like, "To be second is the first That's to lose." Senna, yeah, yeah, Senna. I was going to say Senna, and then I was like, "Don't get that wrong." If it it's might not be Jacques Villeneuve. To be to be second is the first to lose, and that is the mentality of a racing driver. So, to ask. Hamilton to be happy when he loses, it yeah, loses. especially when he gets straight out of the car and there's a mic shoved in his face I again. hate the park yeah. firm eh? interviews please take it back to yeah. the grandstand interviewing Vettel after the race you could tell he was kind of like what happened in the race again oh yeah no that was it yeah and it's just just let them just chill them for a bit yeah. any time to process yeah eavesdropping the podium ceremony which I like you know sorry the podium the sort cool of down pre- room. The, yeah, cool the cool down room. room I love that I'm just literally sat there like please don't talk Crofty stop talking please thanks yeah. okay there we go and because now they've they've given all their interviews and stuff away on park Verme, they now don't really talk in the cool yeah, down room because no. the only chance they get to go like yeah right that's and over <laughs> you, and you'd have a lot more of those Vettel Ocon type situations in the cool down room where something spicy gets said, gets said. in French parlez-vous français oui <laughs> <laughs> okay let's uh let's let's move on to driver of the day now um Charles, <laughs> um, I, Jess, you go first because I need to think. Okay, I I'm not going to go for a driver of the day. Okay, brilliant. I'm going mean, go, <laughs> to go. I'm going to go. I'm not going to do it. Because I, th- I was really thinking about it, and I was like, I could I'm say yas moment of the week. <laughs> yas moment of the week. Um, no. Um, well, actually, it goes back to my yas moment. My my team of the week is Force India. Uh, racing yeah, point Force India actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> racing points Force India now. Hey. Yeah. But then. Yeah, come on. Um, I just when I was thinking about like which driver, I was like it's probably one of the Force India guys, but then I couldn't pick between no. either guy. And I think having gone through the weekend they went through, um, well the summer that they went through, and to come in and put in the performance that they did, I think is just 
outstanding and bravo i hope there's way more points to come um i hope both drivers are still in f1 next year but that for me was was kind of like the standout the standout performance of the weekend cool uh, so drive of the day jess <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i'm joking <laughs> lewis did a great job definitely not lewis hamilton um no i can't pick, i can't honestly can't pick one force in the force india guys are my drivers of the day Jess is ruining the show, right? <laughs> You're <laughs> ruining the show. <laughs> okay, team of the week from now on. Okay, drive of the day, Tommy. Uh, it was Vettel. It's a really boring thing, but... Vettel. But everyone voted Bottas. Why? Did they? No, what? I thought Vettel got driver of the day. Everyone wa- Everyone was complaining that it Vettel should have been Bottas. Vettel got driver of the day, but Bottas but... was... There was a lot of complaints. I guess yeah. it must have been quite close between what? Bottas and Vettel. I'm sorry? What race were people watching? Exactly. What, Bottas? The fact that Bottas yes. might have got it. Yeah, yeah it was just He crashed into someone and then has a far superior car. Like, if he hadn't have finished fourth... It would have been terrible. It would have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, it was a great drive. Cool. Good job. Bottas, you did well. You drove through the field. You literally drove past people on the straight. Mm-hmm. That's not... We should probably, before all the Verstappen fans get really angry, we should probably just say, unless this, he was going to be your driver of the day, I'm guessing not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like but Max was on his own for the entire yeah. race. He's anonymous really, which is unusual for him because yeah. he's normally I mean great job getting back into or... third. Like I think he really mm. did a really good job getting back into third, but then he was just kind of like there was like twenty five seconds in front and twenty five seconds yeah, behind boring. for the whole, whole race. He has seemed to have just turned his season season around and just become a point scoring. Yeah. Uh okay, for me, <laughs> I'm gonna go drive of the day is Sergio Perez. Okay, drive of the weekend, Sergio Perez. Because I mean you change it, I'll change it. Uh purely because he avoided that huge crash um through Radion. Um <laughs> <laughs> where that could have you know been his his weekend over, but he, yeah. he saved that on dry tires, which my goodness me. Uh and then and then beat Ocon, unfortunately, you know, off the line and and and, and finished in a great P five. So P five, P four, P five, P five. He P5. almost oh, yeah. got oh, yeah, Bottas. Bottas. Yeah, uh, yeah I think he yeah, drove P5. really well, and the Force India guys in general were awesome. So um, yeah, I'd, I'm going to give Perez drive of the day slash weekend. You're Same better there. than me at picking. I can't pick between yeah, I can't them. Choose. I was like Perez. It's good job so, you're not the enough. boss of Force India next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've got Stroll yeah. and money. Uh, okay, all right. Money or <laughs> money or money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> predictions for Monza. <laughs> we didn't have time to do a mid-season podcast for our. Uh, predictions last time oh, yeah. can we get, do we have our predictions there from the did we get anybody get anything right uh, no Matt, Matt I, said I, I that said ricardo that... would sign for red bull again yeah i said wrong. he'd resign um so that bit was right not resign actually no even that bit's wrong uh, <laughs> yes i was wrong i can't remember what the other two were um you said something about getting engaged someone was getting engaged well buxton got engaged but not a driver not sorry a driver. Um, wrong any you said what did you say i said that kimmy would resign and he, and he hasn't yet and i'm gonna pick that one again <laughs> okay so predictions for monza let's go let's go for three random predictions each that will happen during the race weekend of the italian grand prix so tommy you, you well, while one. i'm on there kimmy will resign this time mm-hmm. i should have thought about it because it's the italian grand prix and ferrari they will announce it this week yeah that makes a lot of sense actually yeah, yeah. Home grand prix yeah Okay, so that's one. Now Jess, <laughs> while I think of another okay, two. Okay, yeah, we'll do one, 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 one. Oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, every single car will go through the first chicane runoff area. <laughs> every single car. At some point over <laughs> oh, the weekend. I thought you went on lap one. I, I, I was on like, lap one. No, 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 no. They've changed the track layout. No, no, no. At some point. Okay, well, that's good brilliant. luck uh, counting that. You'll be like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Someone can keep a track of that. That'd be great. 
Okay, so watch FB1, FB2, FB3 qualifying on the race. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jess, uh, you, you look out for that. My first one will be that Kimi Raikkonen will win the Italian Grand Prix. Wow. Gets re-signed, bit of extra oomph, wins the race. Everyone's like, oh my God, Kimi's back. Uh, another one will be that despite everyone praising the halo and safety, everyone will moan about the Parabolica having too much runoff area. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we still going? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Now I have to think of more things. Um, Just anything. Any crazy or non-crazy. Hamilton will get booed on the podium. That's not really crazy. That's a it's given. Obvious, That's it? an absolute given. Like Prediction. That's already happened. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, so Back not sure. Um, I'm going to go with... Roman Grosjean will finish P5. <laughs> Grosjean. Force India on the podium. There you go. Wow. And it's probably going to be Perez because it's usually Perez on the podium if yeah, anything crazy he, happens. They just won't run a rear wing. They'll just be so quick on the stages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it Ricardo when Ricardo had his damage and he just had the little, like, it looked like a yeah, two wing? Yeah. Just, that'll be their setup. Fair play for them to for changing that, though. I, I mm. thought he'd be out the race after seeing a rear wing. Usually, a yeah. rear wing's off. They're like, nah, sack it off. No. But they carried on. Jess, we need one more from you and one more from me. Um, Hamilton will complain about tricks again. <laughs> there you go. One more for Jess. Anything off the top of your head? That's usually the most interesting. <laughs> I genuinely, it's too early in the Hamilton, morning. And I can't Hamilton think of instant meltdown. After no, well, he, that's like every single Hamilton week. Hamilton gets beat by Bottas, finishes P four. Okay, <gasps> how about he gets booed and then he does. Uh, about 10 Instagram stories about how it wasn't fair and how he's really happy about his fans and supporting him through everything. There you go. Cool. Thanks. Awesome. Made one well you. done. Thanks, go. Tommy. Nice. I've so, saved you there. That's why he's the founder. <laughs> the founder. <laughs> yes. And that's it. Well, we're done. Yeah. It's really warm in here still. We need to get aircon just like just to make it a little bit more snazzy. No, we're moving soon. Yeah, transitional phase. Yeah, we just need we need more sponsors like Yas Marina yeah. Circuit to help Thanks, us Yas. get out of the cupboard. So make sure to put in your Yas moment uh, in the comment. It kills Sorry, me every no, time. No, it's Sorry. Yas. Yas Queen. <laughs> uh, moment in, yes. in the comments. That's being sampled. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, so make sure you, you put your favourite moment or your Yas moment in the comment section below as well as liking the video and you could be in with a chance of winning two tickets to the 2018 WWE Grand Prix. Yes. That'd be nice. And you can't, we can't enter, sorry. Uh-huh. No, we're not allowed. Sorry. Well, hopefully we'll be there anyway, so maybe we'll see you out there. Cool. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Good, Good to be thanks, back. Thanks for coming. Bye. Thanks for coming. I kind of said that to you guys. That was a bit weird. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for coming, and uh, thanks for listening, for audio listeners. Oh, yeah, audio listeners, if you want to take part in this competition, you'll have to go over to YouTube, watch the video. You don't have to watch it, but like it, comment it, and that's the way you do it. The link, okay? will, be, the link will be in the audio description. The link will be in the audio description. Done. You Done. can give us a review if you want while, while you're there. Oh yeah, yeah. give us a review. review and give us another review on YouTube. Maybe you've never seen us in real life. Maybe you're just oh my god, imagine that they haven't seen us before, and then like oh god, they're probably going to be in for a shock. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm actually a man. That... Breaking news. <laughs> <Bum That's... laughs> the thumbnail. That's the title. We've got the thumbnail again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye.